What's up, guys? Uh, welcome back to the Lights Out F1 podcast. Uh, I'm Patrick, that's Claire, and we're just diving straight into it this week. F1 is back after four weeks off, and we get to Azerbaijan, the Baku City Street Circuit, and the introduction of a new sprint weekend format. Um, you guys probably all watched uh, one practice. One qualifying, a shootout qualifying, and then sprint and then race. Um, before I dive into things that people said, Claire, what are your thoughts on the format for the sprint weekend? I am mixed about it. I, I, I mean, I didn't even watch the shootout because it was at like three, four in the morning. Yeah. So uh, it helped some people, harmed others. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of the actual qualifying being on a Friday because like less people get to watch jobs and whatnot. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm always up to try something new, but I'm not sure it's working. Mm-hmm. Maybe if they started at a different track than Baku, it would have been better, but yeah. All right. Um, so I think it was back in... Australia, maybe Saudi Arabia, we had people talking about, you know, how three free practices is way too much for teams to really need. Um, and, like, it would be better if it was just, like, you know, maybe one practice, maybe two, and then qualifying and race. Um, and so now we have one qual- or one free practice to get it right, and it feels like people aren't very happy with it. Do you think it's a combination yeah. of, like, you know, uh the fact that we haven't been on the grid for four weeks and also in part that so many every team brought an upgrade this weekend yeah i mean so yeah there's a lot a lot of new stuff going on for all these drivers they're getting reacclimated to driving again i think that they need to like lessen up or like you know be less strict about park for me because after one day you need to like be able to switch your setup a little bit don't you think between uh, the practice and then you get to the sprint and you get a little taste of what the race could be like and then if you're screwed you, you got the wrong setup then you're just screwed yeah i think there should be a little more flexibility um i think you know this kind of does show that maybe two practices is warranted mm. um it could also just be the circumstances that you're explaining uh you know the upgrades yeah. being away for four weeks so. yeah so um I guess jumping through the motions of the weekend, uh, free practice one was very exciting for almost every team, save for Alpine, maybe, who... I didn't want to. <laughs> yes, it was at, I think, 4.30 in the morning our time, so uh, definitely wasn't watched. And um, But it was actually pretty exciting for everybody, save for Alpine, who retired both their cars within the first 15 minutes. Um Alpine had a horrible weekend. Yes, they did. Uh, and the worst part about it is that Alpine is actually the team that brought the most upgrades alongside McLaren. Um, they had a change oh, rear wing, floor design, front wing. I think part of their side pod design was changed. Just everything with the car. And they actually, um, Matt Harmon went through it with the Sky One F Sport F uh, Sky One Sky F One Sports News Podcast, whatever. Um, yeah. And like went through all these changes. I'm like, he's going through this for like four minutes, where everybody else get like a minute and a half of like upgrade time. I'm like, that's wild. Yeah. And so obviously Pierre Gasly, Espen Alcon, both of them out of the points today, um, and also yesterday during the sprint. So not a good weekend for them. Um, but let's talk yeah. about McLaren 
they looked really really good in free practice one with the new upgrades and this is the car that they're supposed to have at the start of the year so how are you feeling about where they're at now yeah i mean i'm feeling hopeful um obviously oscar piastri he felt sick all weekend he had like a stomach bug so like even that he was like driving i was surprised you know i thought you know maybe they might need full reserve but the pace was good they kind of had like a mixed weekend um they, they, they should have more performance, you'd think, with all the upgrades, but I guess it's just bringing them back to where they wanted to be at the start of the season. Yeah. Um, I mean, Lando scoring points is great. Yeah. He had a bad sprint. Um, no points for them in the sprint, I think, right? I don't think so, no. No, but he got the, the two points, right? You get yes. ninth place, which is good. I mean, when they're competing with Alpine... Um, realistically right yeah trying to at least getting two points over better than alpine at this point honestly uh alpine struggled beyond belief this weekend like i don't think anybody saw this coming from them uh mclaren looked wonderful um that being said yeah yeah still just a p9 finish lando yeah they got stuck behind the whole ocon and uh (laughs) olkenberg no pitting thing yeah get into because that was yes just... we'll get into that in a moment um other teams that well, everybody brought up grades uh red bull changed their side pod design a little bit um they used to have much more narrow um a much more narrow slit and now they have a much wider one um it might be just uh well no it was definitely something they're planning on keeping for the future um but just for reference every team brought a new rear wing um some people went for a skinnier more narrow less shallow rear wing um for straight line speed other people went with a much wider deeper rear wing for more downforce um there's no clear discrepancy between the two as far as like pace was it's just discrepancies between the cars um mm. but outside of that i don't think whatever anybody, red bull was doing it was working. i mean <laughs> it was working i mean they, they won had the by maximum top, seconds. top speed like their top speed was like crazy without drs yes turn the drs on and it's like it's like two different categories of cars oh, yeah. racing pretty much. So it looked like it was like thing to say. it was like an F one car going past an F two car. Yeah. It's kind of a strange thing to say because during the race, Kevin Magnuson actually held the fastest speed um, over the finish line. Um, and Alex Albon was I don't was understand that. Yeah, Kevin Magnuson held a three hundred and fifty five KPH over the line and then um, Alex Albon held a three forty eight in second. So Max and Checo weren't even up there, but it's also because they didn't have the benefit of DRS for most of their laps. They were kind of just yeah. driving their own race. Um, but we were talking about the whole uh, not pitting thing for Esteban Alcon and Nico Hulkenberg. Nico Hulkenberg obviously pitted on lap 50 trying to get a fastest lap. That didn't happen. George Russell got it. But um, the FAA banned people jumping up on the pit wall fence for celebrations. Yeah. But I guess they didn't ban camera people from walking into the pit lane while there's live cars active. I mean, that's just common sense. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like Red Bull pit team, like they they were were up there cheering on Checo. Yeah. So I wonder what's going to happen with that, if there's like going to be a minor fine or something. That wouldn't be surprised Uh, by it. Yeah. They just kind of have to like... Why? Why would be banned? I, yeah, I don't see. Yeah, why. I don't either. It's been, but it's something that's been a part but of. But they did it. God knows how long. 
They did it, though. Yeah, so they did. teams are going to have to respect that or, or pay the price. Yeah. Which, I mean, I love seeing teams cheering on the drivers because yes. it's like it is a team sport and there's so many more people than just the drivers yeah. that go into it. So it's cool to see them all celebrate because mm-hmm. it's like their win as well. Yeah, but it was um, a pretty big mess up by the FAA. Yeah, I mean, people knew that he had to pit. Yes. Even, like, Alpine knew, and they, I, I don't know, they should have been, like, looking down the, the pit lane and being like, yeah. there's people here, we need to say something. I mean, Crofty and Karim were saying it, and they're like, hey, there's people in the pit lane, and he's about to pit. Like, and, yeah, and, and so yeah, he had to, like, tear up his brakes better, in order to make sure he didn't hit anybody. Yeah, no, I know. people like, And then they were shocked. Yeah. I'm like... <laughs> okay, like, so I do get you haven't that, been like, the race. <laughs> no, yes, I get that when you are at a race, yes. you don't know a lot of what's going on. Mm-hmm. You really don't. You you only see what you see right where you are. Mm-hmm. So it's well, it's understandable. It's understandable. They weren't following it because they were also photographers and mm-hmm. stewards and everything. Like that's what was going on there. Yeah, but you'd think there'd be like stewards or like most of these photographers are from you know, pretty known news outlets within the F1 community, they yeah. should have been at least warned that, hey, this guy hasn't pitted yet. It's just like they just mm-hmm. ran out there. And it's just... Yeah, that was a big mess it up. It shouldn't happen. Um, we'll, uh, we'll throw a picture up Yeah. and see what happened. It is insane. Uh, it looks like... The so FI, yeah, they need to get on top of letting people onto the track or into the pit lane early. Because the same thing happened in Australia where people were running out onto the track after the race was over, where the drivers were still driving And they driving still had around. to do their cool down. Yeah. yeah. So definitely something that you need to get on top of. Yeah. Um, well, you know, having been to a race, yeah. people do get crazy at the end, mm-hmm. and they just want to rush to the podium. Yeah, um, everybody wants to be as close as possible to it, which is understandable. But yeah. Never so in a dangerous It's manner. hard to keep back that many people, though. Yeah. And there are so many access points. Mm-hmm. People climb fences, like, just go crazy, you know, so. And mm. I, I mean, nothing wrong with it, right? Yep. Everyone wants to have some fun, but there needs to be safety and all mm. that, you know. Yeah. Esteban doesn't want a freaking, like, <laughs> access, like, I don't know. Murder charge on him. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Manslaughter, whatever. Um, um, but, okay, so <laughs> upgrades, everything, the whole shebang along the way doesn't change our top four. Our top four teams still dominated the top eight slots. Uh, yeah. Let's see, Max and Checo, there's not much to talk about. We are very happy that Checo won. They're two for two now. Um, less than a race win splits them, so super excited going into Miami. Uh, what are your thoughts on, I guess, Checo versus Max in this case? Well, I think Checo may have the advantage here just because he is so good at street circuits and we're going to Miami, another street circuit. He's got the momentum and uh, last two race wins, right? Went to him. Um, Australia went to Verstappen. Okay. Well, he's got much more of this <laughs> this race, okay, and the sprint. Yes. Um, you know, it just kind of seemed like after Max got caught out by the safety car, um, so he, he just couldn't catch up. Yeah. Which is surprising because, I mean, Alonso was 
pushing and pushing. And if he yeah, was like finding extra again. pace, <laughs> then how come Max couldn't find pace? Yeah. I know he said he was like playing around with the car and stuff, and like I just was so surprised to see him kind of like concede this this race win. It mm-hmm. didn't really ever seem like they were actually fighting. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so Leclerc, third place for this race, second place for the sprint. Uh, Carlos Sainz got, I want to say, fifth here. And yeah. oh, I don't remember what he got in the sprint, honestly. But uh, thoughts on Ferrari? I mean, they seem like they're pretty strong. Yeah, I mean, they kept the Mercedes at bay, which was honestly the real fight. Yeah. Uh, Leclerc was able to keep Max behind him during the sprint because of the damage that George caused to Max, yes. I think. That was definitely the reasoning behind that Mm -hmm. um so leclerc really had no chance of p1 or two three was the best result and he got that and he secured it and he kept it um yeah i mean alonso was threatening charles towards the end carlos i feel bad because i think he wasn't happy with the car the whole weekend no he was not and uh, he just kind of, you know, had a meh race, right? Uh, P5, though, was good to yes. stay in front of Lewis. And, I mean, he held, um, he held off Lewis for a very long time. Yeah. No, I, I thought for a second there that Lewis was going to get him. But, yeah. but yeah, no, he didn't, um, which was which honestly was impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, people probably won't talk about Carl Sainz's performance this weekend just because it wasn't, like, outstanding or... It wasn't, like, action-packed or anything like that. Yep. But he definitely did a solid job with what he had. Yep. Uh, but, you know, very good because, because Charles, like, did a lot better, hmm. then he'll, like, be looked at as, like, not having done the best job this weekend. Yeah, that's fair. Um, it kind I of mean, loops you know, around to what Charles, you're saying. Charles did his, did his pull to lose thing again. Yeah. It kind of loops back to what you're saying about, like, um, you know, the park primary regulations and only one practice to get it right. Like, yeah. It's a very short amount of time to get it right, especially, like, teams try out a good 10 different configurations uh, of their car during the three free practice sessions. So to only get one and hope that you get it right on the first try. Clearly, I mean, we see mm-hmm. the upsides. Charles had it perfect. Um, Chaco had it. Like, yeah. Everybody who you know got it got it and those who didn't there's no chance to change that so um yeah yeah but like okay um, like with nico yeah he didn't get it he was mm-hmm. very unhappy in the sprint mm-hmm. so they decided to you know start him from the pit lane and actually change things yep didn't work out for him in the end but it could have it could have yes uh this this it, it was very unfortunate for him and all kind of started the hard tires like it just messed up their race um, yeah. but Alonzo, uh, and Lance Stroll, Aston Martin, great. Oh my God. They are them. like a team. They are synergized. They're helping each other. Mm-hmm. It is like an Alonzo we have never seen. Yes. Not in, in that respect. Alonso he's actually so he's being a team player. His teammates and like, yeah, that or yeah. he's like sitting on top of them, just driving away from them. Like he's very clearly yeah. the number one driver, but the, I mean, from the team radio message we got from them. What a team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my God. Let and me look and check my notes. Uh, yeah, Alonzo at one point said, you know, tell Lance about the brake balance setup I have. Yeah. Like, that was interesting. 
Um, and then, uh, you know, Lance was like, Lance will not attack. Like, that, yeah. that message got through as well. So, um, so they're not fighting. They're, you know, working t- to get a better team result in the end. Because mm-hmm. uh, I feel like if you compare Lance to Esteban, like, as teammates, yeah. Lance definitely, like, knows his place mm-hmm. in the team. And he's not, like, threatened by Alonzo. He thinks that they can actually, like, take the team further. Yeah. He's, like, accepted his second driver role with um, finally someone who can, you know, take advantage of this Aston Martin. Yeah. Um, Alonzo closed the gap. So at lap 14, uh, they told Alonzo that uh, when there were 14 laps left, he told the team told Alonzo there were 14 laps. He's like, that's a good number. Let's go for it. And then in the last mm-hmm. four laps of the race, he started off like 4.2 seconds down and ended out the race 0.6, like six tenths down on Charles. What a charge. Yeah, he just needed a couple more laps. <laughs> and he probably could have had him. That you know? an insane crazy. push to the end. Crazy, crazy. Um, but I think we also have to give props to Lance. He's doing an amazing job as a second driver. And, I mean... We kind of overlook it because, you know, Alonzo had that great charge at the end, but he held off George mm-hmm. Russell for the entirety of the race. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Lance keeping his position mm-hmm. in large part is due to George's mistake towards the end. Yeah. He, uh, he went off at, at turn 15 and then, yep. you know, he was like, okay, well, I can't get that position, but I can get the same amount of points if I go get a fastest lap. Yeah. Well, so he um, had the DRS into turn one, but outraked himself, and then mm-hmm. he went from being like six tenths down to three seconds, and that was that uh, quick yeah. yellow sector or the yellow flag at the yeah. end of the straight. Yeah. Um, and then we know that he paid for that fastest lap, but I mean, still fantastic work by Lance. That was awesome. Um, Definitely. I mean, he 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 didn't have like a flawless race. He went off a couple times, I think. Yeah. Which allowed Lewis to get him, but but yeah. Good race from him, for sure. I don't think he went off when Lewis passed him. uh, He hit the same wall that Nick DeVries hit. Um, Coming out of turn six, uh, he hit the inside of the apex, and then Lewis is like, oh, I'll take this. But let's talk about Lewis. Uh, After the safety car, I think he was sitting in ninth. Oh, man. P13. He started P13, I think. No, no. And then slowly people started pitting. Uh, He didn't start at 13. He started, I want to say, six or seven. Yep. What? Lewis, after qualifying, was sitting six or seven. Oh, I thought you meant after the safety car. I thought after the safety car, he was sitting nine. If he was sitting 13, no. cool. Um, what a drive. Like, it, yeah. it, overtaking with authority on... Uh, let's see, he overtook his teammate first down the main straight. Uh, overtook... Yeah. Lance, after Lance made that mess up, and he was looking mm-hmm. like he was going to get science through the last, like, 10, 15 laps. Yeah. He also got science, um... No, who did he... He had a, a pretty good overtake on someone. Was it Stroll? I want to say it was Stroll, yeah. 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 Hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, he made the best of his, uh, his race after hitting before the safety car yeah um, yeah but outside of the top four because we could talk about them all day because they have some of the best battles but um going back lando norris gets p9 uh i mean decent race from him 
uh, got stuck in the DRS train behind Alcon. But, uh, I mean, still made his way into P9. I don't think he would have been yeah, challenging I mean, for P9. He must have been so frustrated. But, yeah, same result probably in the end. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he would have, you know, challenged George or anything like that or Cheryl. Um, and then Oscar yeah. Piastri, I think P12 at the end of the race. So not yeah. a terrible weekend. You, no, P11, I think. Uh, yeah. He just oh, missed yeah, out P11, on yeah. points. Um, yeah. Overall, Your pretty boy, decent Alex weekend for him. Um, uh, especially given the fact that he was sick. I think at one point they were saying that Mark mm -hmm. Webber said he lost like three kilos um, yeah. just from fluids alone, which is I'm kind sure of insane. He didn't as well, you know. Yeah. Up all night. Crazy. But still a pretty good Crazy. weekend. He did not yeah. look good. Yeah. He did not look good. I'm very excited to see what McLaren can bring to the table in Miami. Uh, I mean, the upgrade package where they should have started. Uh yeah. I mean, it's it's showing some clear potential. Uh, it's opened a lot of doors for them to keep developing the car even further. So, big steps forward for them. Very happy for them. Uh, excited to see where they go. Um, I'm still holding true to the statement that I don't think they'll get a better points haul in four and six like they did in uh, Australia, unless something crazy like that happens. Um, just because. On merit, I don't think, and I think it's pretty fair to say that I don't think that um, McLaren are going to catch the uh, sure. development but of the top four. This team, this team sport is crazy, okay? Yes. Anything can happen. <laughs> Anything can happen. Yes. People take each other out all day long. Yes. So you know what? I'm holding out hope that they'll get that result or better. Yeah. <laughs> so many races, so much can happen. So much uncertainty, mm. possibility. Oh, it's crazy. I see McLaren taking advantage of it at some point. Because that's kind of what happens sometimes when you're just kind of like sitting back, um, not in the points, and then, you know, some people just, you know, shouldn't be together. <laughs> or yeah. someone, you know, has to pull off on the side of the road, and then all of a sudden, safety car, and mayhem. And, mm -hmm. um, but off wait, McLaren... Okay, wait. Let's just say, okay. if Joe had... DNF'd and didn't get into the pits. Uh -huh. The whole strategy of Hulkenberg and Alcon oh, yeah, would have been perfect. It would have been like they were geniuses for even thinking that that could happen, you know? But, yeah. Say uh, Levy. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, but P10 for Yuki Sonoda. And I feel like off Atari, yeah. we have a very off norm dynamic i feel like a lot of people came into the season saying you know nick devries is definitely already the better driver even though he's only driven one race in f1 um like everybody had high expectations of him and people were like yuki's gonna be gone and i mean yuki's showing some pace like real fast pace like it's actually kind of crazy uh he's been i think he's gotten two p10s two p11s and he's always on the cusp of points and i mean if you discount the top eight spots, there's only two points positions to get. And for him to be yeah. always sitting in, I guess you call it the top three of the midfield, and it, and what is a very strong midfield and a very contested midfield, I feel like he's doing a very good job with it. Whereas uh, Nick DeVries has been underperforming. I feel like everybody knows the potential for him to score is there, but yeah. putting it in the wall, uh, I think he's had two DNFs in two races, uh, four races. So, 
I mean, very much underwhelming performance, and I think his highest finish so far has been P14. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really disappointing. Yeah. I mean, what do you expect? Not from to him? discount Yuki, like not to discount him at all. Yeah. He is doing great, as you said. But yeah, there there were high hopes for uh, Nick Debris, and I honestly don't know what to chalk it up to. I am like so confused by his performance. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not like that he doesn't have experience. Like, he is 28 years old, I think, right? Yeah. He has so much experience. I, I, I don't know. Like, maybe is this, like, you know, people being like, oh, well, yeah, this is why he hasn't had an F1 seat. Mm-hmm. No, this was, there was no way to see this coming. Like, this is crazy. Yeah. And you he has so much more potential. Like, it's not a great car. But then car. Yuki is doing it. Exactly. But then Yuki, I guess, has had two years in the car. Yep, two and a half, yeah. So. But even still, it's just... The pace should be there. And he shows that it can be there. I mean, he got sixth place in FP1, which is the only free practice, which means it kind of is representative. And no, I mean, he's making driver errors. Yeah. Yeah, just flat-out driver errors. Um, and they're... My whole thing is, it could be the extension of driving from Formula E. Because the type of errors that he's making right now are the type of errors that you wouldn't see in Formula E, but they're the type of turns you would see in Formula E. Um, I don't know if anybody's watched the you know, electric Formula circuit at all, but the cars there are much more prone to tight steering, whereas F1 cars are very much known for like their need for very slow, wide steering because those cars are so aerodynamically efficient. Um, and so a lot of the times, like, it feels like when he's making his mistakes, he's, it, it, it's, it's a spark of what happens in Formula E. Uh, and so maybe that experience from Formula E, you know, uh, isn't translating over in all the best possible mm-hmm. ways. Um, okay. but yeah, it's still very underwhelming. And I think we're all a little bit disappointed by his performances so far. Um, yeah. Okay. So we've talked about Piastri. And Lando, let's get into your team, Williams, with, with Alex. Yeah, it it was a good start to the weekend. Um, qualifying and FP1 were really good for us. Uh, clearly, the uh, rear wing we brought... For us. Huh? We. <laughs> for us. Yes. And he said we. I mean, whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, okay. It's unfortunate the way that things panned out. Uh, during the uh, sprint... I think we got P9 with Alex Albon. Um, and during the race, so we started very high up on the grid compared to other people. I mean, I think we were seeing P7 or P8 to start the race um, and just back wheeling. Uh, we had that unfortunate contact with Oscar. I don't think Oscar saw Alex up the inside at all. Uh, and everybody's on yeah. cold tires. So just a racing incident. But yeah. yeah, and then to get stuck in that train behind Hulkenberg, I mean, everybody who was in that train, their tires were probably omega shredded compared to what they could have been if they were racing freely. Uh, yeah. But yeah, and then Lo- Alex had a good weekend. Uh, it just very unfortunate circumstances. Um, and I feel like that's how it is with people who, you know, make it into that, like, 13th to, like, 9th zone is really those few points those three points are up for grabs for any of the teams that can actually make it there and maybe even the seventh position if the top teams um like dnf for any purpose 
those points are always up for grabs and it's really just down to like you know who's on it on the day and who's the luckiest person on the day uh and in this case it wasn't williams uh or alex Hamlin specifically i think logan Sargent had a terrible weekend to put it frankly uh he did oh, definitely. he is the first american to make it into a q2 since scott speed in 2007 so kudos i guess I, i'm happy it's his first q2 of the season mm-hmm. But uh, it's just not much to write home about. His sprint wasn't fantastic. His sprint shootout, he... What do you mean? Oh, yeah, he didn't have a sprint. He wasn't even in the sprint. Yeah, because he decided to bend the the car in the walls. That's sick. Um, And then during the race... Yeah, that's another thing about, you know, the the new format is that there's a whole another session where you could, like, destroy your car. Yeah, but I think... Because you're you're going top performance, trying to get a great qualifying. So it's just like, uh, but we did talk about this. You know, and he, yes. like, it it did help him that he didn't have to start P twenty, but like in the end, it didn't really change. Yeah, anything. I think it was like P sixteen. I think at the end, uh, so just not a good race. I mean, he started P fourteen during the race, and I mean, it's just. I definitely think there needs to be more points awarded in the sprints to I make it desirable. I can't see that much because, well, it would. I guess it kind of makes sense given the fact that there are really only four teams this year and they kind of do take all the points. Well, I, yeah, so it literally doesn't help the midfield at all. Nope. Like, like it's, it's just giving more points and create, increasing the gap of the top teams. Yeah, it creates, I guess, a little bit more tension amongst maybe the top two drivers, maybe the top three. Um, I mean, without the it sprint win... It does like, close the gap between the midfield and the top it teams. It does not, no. Um, so, yeah, maybe a few more points. I do have... I mean, I do still give props to the way the sprint format is done because and but the way that it was before people weren't going for like these bold overtakes no real moves happening in the sprint because they're like that's my qualifying position i can't mess it up and like you know bend the car but at the same time it also creates for a boring weekend whereas this one it's like since it's a it, it really is its own event there's nothing attached to the yeah. race then it guess they they can go for broke there sure but that's only up into top 8 positions yeah. to even get points yeah but just like during a normal race, yeah, just like during a normal race, though, there still is the opportunity for, you know, cars to DNF safety cars, which we did get a safety car during the yeah. sprint race. So, albeit it wasn't from the top four, um, mm-hmm. but uh, back on the topic of Logan, I feel like right now, the only rookie who hasn't made very many rookie mistakes, actually, if any, is Oscar. Um, Logan makes the mistake of, you know, uh, misqualifying in Saudi Arabia, sending it to the wall in the sprint, mm-hmm. shootout, missing the sprint. Nick DeVries has been in the wall twice, DNF'd two times so far, and just hasn't been on the pace. They're making very much rookie mistakes. Um, I think Oscar is probably in the best situation, car-wise and also just driver-wise. He's definitely the best of the rookies so far. Uh, and yeah. I think Logan probably has the lowest threshold out of the three rookies. Not to be mean to him, but it's like he, he's not 
phenomenal driver. He's not like, you know, a Federico Vesti he, or an Oscar Piastri. He is like a true rookie. Yes, 100%. Oscar Piastri is not a rookie, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, I mean, he's got more mileage in an F1 car than most people probably should have coming into their first year, first year of F1. I mean, Alpine invested hundreds of thousands, actually probably millions of pounds and euros into him just to make sure that he was prepped. So, and he had over 5,000 kilometers, which is like, I want to say it's a, more than a calendar's year worth of uh, race distance. Because um, race distance in mm. uh, every race, I think 300, or 300 kilometers. So he's chilling with a ton of hours uh, and a car that wasn't bad. Um, and then Nick DeVries. Yeah, so wait, how are, we, how are we feeling about Oscar now and his choice to go to McLaren? I feel like at the end, at the beginning of the year, we were like, you know, McLaren sucks, right? Yeah. He made the wrong decision, yada yada. But yeah. now Alpine is not doing well. But I mean, this is only yeah four or five races into the season, so I'm still kind of on the edge about his decision. Are we still holding off judgment? Um, I don't think I. I think it's pretty obvious what my judgment was during the first three episodes <laughs> or uh, first yeah. three races. But um, I think yeah, I, I probably, thought, I'm yeah, probably going to hold a more neutral decision. stance on him. Uh, mm. Just because we haven't seen the true capability of the Alpine yet, there just hasn't been much time with it. The free practice session wasn't representative, so they didn't have much time in qualifying. There wasn't much time. Bringing this many upgrades to a sprint weekend hurt everybody. I think, you know, uh, if the, uh. I think kind of bouncing off what you said earlier, the sprint format. This is probably the worst time to do it with so many teams bringing upgrades. We had four weeks off. And to introduce a new mm -hmm. format where teams aren't able to test these upgrades, it probably hurt everybody. Um, so I'm pretty yeah. sure FP1. Yeah. Except for Red Bull. Yeah. Well, Red Bull didn't bring like a massive upgrade. So, um, but mm -hmm. I yeah. think we can probably expect FP1 and maybe FP2 during Miami to still be testing out the new parts. And I mean, there are teams bringing more upgrades to Miami. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a very long free practice format, thankfully, again. Um, but sprint weekend, along with upgrade weekend, probably not the move. Um, when is the next sprint race? Do next you have sprint one? race is... It's not Imola, so that's nice. I think it's the Austrian Grand Prix, which mm, is okay. not until after Canada... Uh, it's not until after Monaco, really. So it, we've got a ways to go. <laughs> um, okay, cool. That's good. Yeah. That's good. So teams will hopefully have a much better grasp on what it's like now. Uh, mm -hmm. And yeah. How, how, how seriously crazy that the format hadn't been nailed down until like a, week a couple before. days before the yeah. race. Yeah. It definitely messed up that a lot of teams. That is quite weird but we have five more to go this year hopefully the format doesn't change again uh that would yeah, be well, the worst never know <laughs> true um all right let's see haas i mean haas okay what was gunter steiner's comment he said gunter steiner said like three days ago sorry like three days before the grand prix weekend i want to say it was last wednesday um, that now that, you know, we've had four weeks off and the car is upgraded and everything, he expects to score in every single race for the rest of the year. First off, bold assumption. 
to think that you're better yep. than half the other midfield teams. Another bold assumption to think that either one of your drivers is going to score in every race when you have such a stacked midfield. Yeah. I don't even know why he said that. Yeah, it just wasn't an intelligent statement. <laughs> like, yeah, it's very I mean, rare that I'll, like, speak towards, like, you know, not intelligence of a team principal given how long he's been in the business, but that was probably one of the worst statements like you could have made. An unnecessary thing to say. Yeah. In a way, it's kind and, of disrespectful um, to the other teams. Yeah. You're just, like, openly yeah. saying, like, yeah, I'm better than... Alpine, McLaren, AlphaTauri, Williams, Alfa Romeo, just all the midfield In teams. reality, they, they aren't. No, they're not. They aren't there. No. Um, they didn't really show anything spectacular. They did not. Or different this weekend. Um, but off the top of Gunter, uh, I mean, Nico Hulkenberg. It wasn't his qualifying at all. I mean, it's, it, he didn't qualify fantastically. I think he started the race from the pit lane. Uh, so... Yeah, just not good qualifying well, yeah, from him. And then K-Mag yeah. had the issue where he couldn't qualify. So no good times for them. And then K-Mag got stuck in the train behind Nico. So it mm -hmm. just, it, it like the whole weekend for Haas just wasn't there. And it didn't look like they had to pace to be there either. Um, no. They, you know, strategy-wise could have pulled it out if there was a safety car, as I yes. said earlier, but... Well, theoretically speaking, no dice. if they would have, and this, of course, like I said, theoretically hypothetical, um, you know, Pitt, uh, I don't, I also don't know what tires they had available, but like Pitt, K-Mag, not K-Mag, Hulkenberg from the hards to the mediums and just go two sets of mediums for the rest of the race, you're going to have more pace yeah. uh, because of the medium tires and yeah, you'll still have to cut out that 20 second they put, deficit, but it just, no. It they put too much faith being another safety car yeah and it just didn't materialize yeah and so then they stuck with it and they were stubborn yeah and it still didn't materialize so it was just like yeah and then they pitted on lap 50 poor guy you know he just kept getting passed up yeah, yeah. and then they pitted and then on he lap didn't even 50. get past his lap no, he away from anyone. but like, at least he didn't have to pit in front of a bunch of camera people yeah no that was just alpine's mistake yeah well that was i was like wait mistake. are they gonna pit yeah are they gonna pit um Esteban, is he going to pit? Is yeah. he going to pit? I was like, Patrick, what's the penalty for not pitting? Like, you it doesn't seem like he's going to pit. You don't go to two and, compounds yeah. of tires. But, yeah, um, so he had to pit, and people should have known that. Yeah. Uh, but last team, and probably the team that has been the most surprising in a very negative way, uh, Alfa Romeo. Yeah. What's going My on with Valtteri? Alfredo Bottas is having the worst time in F1 right now. Yes. I think he is probably the most miserable driver on the grid. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know the Alpine drivers are probably frustrated as well, but he just is nowhere near challenging for points in his last couple of races. He's nowhere near the back of the field. <laughs> I know. He put like three, three times. different times, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, why is he going back into the pits? Yeah. Why, 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 why? Yes. Um, and, and then the Joe, Joe had to retire. Yeah. Did you ever hear what the, the reasoning was behind that? That's probably something to do with his, uh, either engine or control electronics. Just, that's usually how it goes. But, like, you guys say yeah. you're prepping for Audi to come in, but you took a car that was P6 last year, and you're putting it in the trash. Like, it, it's... I don't know. I mean, I don't think like. they're doing it 
Well, of course they're not doing they're it not intentionally. Doing it it's just they're not doing anything with it. Like, they started off the year with what yeah. looked to be a decent car. And now it, they, they can't even get it into the top 15. It's just a yeah. very bad car, and it feels like there's they no the effort new, being put in. They are the new Williams. I honestly see them as the worst team on the grid right now with these results and the way that there's mm. it doesn't even look like there's hope. No. There's no hope in the races. Yeah. It's, I feel it's, it's so bad for Valtteri and Joe because they're they're finally like, you know, hitting their stride, um, stride of, you know, becoming good teammates, friends, driving with the team, and then now it just seems like it's all falling apart. Yeah. And the thing is they ended off last year, like Valtteri tailed off towards the latter half of the year after having a stellar start to the year. But Joe started coming into stride too with fastest he had a fast slap in Canada. He started scoring points somewhat regularly in his first season and then he comes in this year and your first race in Bahrain goes relatively okay um I don't think he scored points but like it wasn't terrible by any margin of the imagination and then after that it's just like it's not even like other teams are uh, the other teams at this point were upgrading superbly they were just slow and whatever's going on with Valtteri yeah. or his car it's they need to get over it because that's three races in a row I, mean, now I don't think it's been, Valtteri I think it's yeah. I think they're not managed. The car is like tearing through tires. Yeah. And like underperforming. So their only like solve, which isn't ending up being a solve at all, is to pit them again. Yep. To try to get some pace just off fresh tires, which, yeah, which still tear obviously is not working. Yeah. It's not working. It is not. Um, at all. Yeah. Definitely the most underwhelming team on the grid right now, by far. Uh, yeah. feel bad for both their drivers I mean just get it together <laughs> we know that they have the potential to be up there fighting with the McLaren and the Alpines but they're just not yeah. and I'd love to know why honestly um, but yeah, uh, yeah so give me your rating on the weekend overall I mean new, fr- new sprint a lot of upgrades some strange things going on with the drivers I would say a I would give it an 8 because I was so happy for F1 to be back. And I would take any form of F1, even if it was kind of boring. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, the new format, just, it kind of like shook things up a tiny bit. So mm. that was good, you know. Mm. I don't know. Got to see, got to get some drama from Max and George. Oh, yeah. Max called George a princess. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, something else that we're not going to say on here. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I think if I was to land on like the best overtake, probably Fernando and Carlos. That oh was pretty cool. Oh my god, it was so good. Could move up in the P four. Yeah. Yeah, the turn in, yeah. in turn seven. Um, just yeah. Fantastic move. Yeah. So overall. I think this is an eight out of ten weekend. Um, not not the most exciting, but there, it definitely had its moments. Yeah. And I am so glad that F one is back. We get what? Uh, how many races and how many weeks? It's, uh, it's we quite get a lot, right? Miami next week. I think we get after that Imola the following. Uh, I think we get a week off and then we go to Monaco. Okay, so we got four races and five yeah. weeks. Hey, let me double check that real Let's quick. Go. That way, but we're gonna have 
a lot of material. This is awesome. I love this. Uh, we have yeah Miami next week, um, and then we get a week off mm -hmm. actually, and then we go okay. three races in a row. We go to Imola, and then Monaco, and then Spain. So, next week, um, Miami. What are we looking for? Miami, p.m. our time. Perfect. This morning. <laughs> oh, yeah. For those of you guys who don't know, we had to, the race today was at six a.m. Oh. in the morning. Never been so tired. Before. I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> um, if I had to give a rating on the weekend, I am giving it a five out of ten. Oh my god! Yeah. How is it so different from mine? It's just normally we expect Baku to be a very exciting race. I mean, always expect the unexpected here. Uh, even though True. Red Bull, there weren't that and, many yeah. overtakes. Even though Red Bull mostly due to the DRS train, honestly. That's true. Um, normally, we have some like stellar overtakes. Uh, Red Bull and Mercedes usually win the race, and that doesn't that hasn't changed. But this year, mm -hmm. utter domination. Not a lot of overtakes going on. Um, well, you couldn't have guessed that Checo was going to win. That was like not a foregone conclusion. I could have. You're giving a race where. Checo won a 5 out of 10. Yes. Are you even a Checo fan? I'm not even basing it on how good... If I had to ba go on Checo's performance, it's a 10 out of 10. But the race as a whole is a 5. You're a fake for it. Okay. Um, I'm very happy that Checo won, though. Uh, just mm -hmm. for the... also Because I like him a lot, he is my favorite driver. But also just because the championship race. Like, it's much closer now. Uh, yeah. But... The race as a whole, it's like a lot of it's like drivers were either struggling, stuck in a DRS mm -hmm. train, or 15 seconds apart from each other. And I don't feel like there was much sure. in between. Okay, what about the qualifying? Qualifying was very exciting. Qualifying was pretty exciting. Max and I'd say Charles qualifying was probably matching the best part times. Of Stroll and uh, Lando or George? Someone also had matching times. I have no clue, but. Um, it was no, close. It, it just, it, it just wasn't an exciting weekend for me. I mean, I was awake for every part of the weekend except for FP1. And I, I mean, I was awake for half FP1. And that's shootout. Yeah. Um, and it just wasn't exciting. I mean, qualifying was the most exciting okay. part because of the equal time and also watching mm -hmm. the Williams both break into Q2. It just, yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know. It definitely could have been more exciting. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but looking forward to Miami. Uh, last yeah. year, I mean, Jakob hated the race, quite frankly. Uh, Max passed Charles in lap eight or something and never looked back. Yeah, that probably will happen again. Yeah. Uh, this time, though, Max it, hopefully it'll be Max or Checo. and Checo overtaking each other a million times. I'd be sick. I'd love that. Or just like yeah. a really, really close race between them. Um, but yeah, and so that's what we got next week. Uh, yeah um, we'll see you next week guys um, hope you guys like the race and Patrick if people stayed to the end which oh, we'll see uh, hmm. what you got a question from? send comment? me uh, sorry leave a comment of your favorite overtake that happened this race there will probably be a lot of identical ones just because there weren't that many <laughs> oh did Checo win the winning driver of the day did yes you see? he did 29% of the votes yeah uh, Nice, nice, nice. But yeah, we'll see you guys. All next right, week. guys. Um, just lights out, and away we go.